Hello, everyone, and welcome to my new podcast, Sid Talks. Thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Sydney Norton, and I'm a senior English major at Bernal University down in Gainesville, Georgia. I'm actually graduating in May of 2022 with a Bachelor of the Arts. Um, and I started this podcast just to kind of do some movie reviews, maybe some book reviews, and different stuff like that. So to kick things off, uh, I actually brought along a really good friend of mine who has a podcast of his own. Dion, would you like to introduce yourself? What's up, everyone? My name is Dion Black. I am a nursing major at Clemson University here in South Carolina, which isn't too far down the road from you guys, I believe. Um, yeah, like Sid told you guys, I have my own um, podcast, and it's known as Talks with Dion. If you guys have a chance to check that out, please do. Um, thank you for having me today, Sid. I know this is your first ever episode, so I'm excited for you. And to share a platform with you, just being a good friend of mine really means the most. So congrats on your new podcast, and I hope nothing but the best. Thanks so much. I'm happy to have you here and bringing you along on the journey. Well, today we actually brought along a good movie. Um one we watched a little earlier called The Farewell, which is written and directed by Lulu Wang, and it was released in November of 2019, so pretty recent. Lulu Wang, I think you should put some respect on her name. She's a pretty talented woman, I'd say. Pretty talented. She actually received the Independent Spirit Award for Best Film um, for this movie, and she was and this movie was actually named in the top 10 films of 2019 by the American Film Institute. So she's doing pretty well. I'd, I'd say. I'd say she's pretty successful. That means she is an independent filmmaker, I believe. So that's that's beyond phenomenal. For this one, she actually wrote this one based on her own personal experience. This one isn't fully... It, it might be fabricated, but it's not fully fiction. It's based on her own experience of her grandmother dying and her going back to China. But the whole family's kind of keeping the secret from her through a wedding. So what I'm hearing, this is of some nature based on a true story? Pretty much, yep. Those are my favorites, so now you have my attention. (laughs) Uh, So what were your original thoughts? Like, before you watched the movie, what were you thinking going into it? Going into it, I'd say based on the title, I would honestly give the tone a little more of a, a negative mood, or... If not negative, sad, you know. Just sorrow. Yeah, just because the farewell, I wasn't knowing what to expect. I didn't really see any uh, humor or really anything good coming out of that title. How about yourself? I knew there'd be at least a little comedy kind of ingrained in there, just based on the leading cast. Um, Mainly Aquafina, who is known for her comedy. Uh, She actually won Golden, the 2019 Golden Globe. For best actress in a motion picture, comedy, or musical for this performance. So I, I knew there would be a little bit of comedy at least, but I figured there'd be more of a, there'd be more sorrow than there really was. I think a lot of the sorrow was more so through the characters themselves feeling it than than you seeing a sorrowful moment. Um, if that makes sense, like it wasn't. Yeah, and I also, I also like what I liked about um, the title is how. Sort of a mystery in the title that leaves us, like me and you, questioning what we thought about the movie before we even watched it based on the title. So um, 
I like that. I like the fact that she did that because you asking me that just makes me realize I don't really know what I was expecting with the movie. So yeah. how about we just dive right in? Dive right in? Yeah. Well, throughout the movie, our leading lady, Billy, who's played by Aquafina, um, is actually a writer in New York. She's awesome. I would say there's no flaws in her acting, for sure. I mean, she really gives both sides of the cultural dimensions of the movie. You know, you kind of see her in the American culture, her writing career, and just being able to successfully live and function in New York itself. Something I don't think most Americans could probably handle. But um, she also handles going back and being in original Chinese culture very well too you know leaving when she's six years old was a little bit too young to have any memories of what the culture is really like and can definitely tell she's still ingrained in the Chinese culture through her conversations consistently on the phone with her grandmother um you know you don't see that throughout the movie because they're in China for the most part but at the very beginning you know she can tell she talks frequently to um her Chinese relatives I mean um, but I also thought it was interesting that she still wasn't fluent in, in Mandarin. She is still, even in the scene of her going up on stage during the wedding um, reception, she's asking her father what confused means, or congratulations, I mean, means in Chinese, so. Um, it'd be kind of hard for her to oh, continue, yeah, absolutely. continue, I know, her being six, coming to America, so I can just assume some of the hardship she faced growing up in New York, just trying to keep up um, with her Mandarin language or keep um, progress in, in learning that. I actually thought it was super... Um, I definitely commend her. I do too. It, it's really impressive not only being bilingual, but staying close enough to your relative's your language mom. just to be able to, you know, she keeps that communication up, but you can tell it's still kind of estranged to her. Um, she has some struggles throughout it, and it, it really shows the difficulty she faced in going back to China. Why don't you give me, or give your listeners some of what this movie was about? Um, get too off topic. So, this movie was mainly about... Billy, who, um, played by Aquafina, who moved to the United States when she was six years old with her family, and um, they find out that her father's mother is actually dying of stage four lung cancer, and she only has a few months to live, or so the doctors think. So her entire family plans this elaborate, lavish wedding for a cousin of hers in order to kind of give an excuse for everyone to get back together and see her grandmother one last time. And so throughout the movie, it's basically them traveling back to China and the movie goes through the wedding planning and all the scenes of them trying to figure out whether or not to tell her or if it's a good idea to keep her going and active in the wedding planning process and all this kind of stuff but all of it was put together just for her so it's it's really interesting to see everybody kind of with the knowledge that she's dying and she's the only one unaware 
So that's an actually really interesting element. And you see a lot of the wedding planning coming out through her, though everyone else is kind of focused on anything but the wedding itself. And I really honed in on that part of the movie. I was, I wonder how you feel about just that, that cultural, um, that cultural aspect in the, in the Chinese way, as you can say, um, just them deciding on keeping something so huge and something that can impact the family so devastating away from the person that it's happening to. See, going into it, I was also very thrown off, off much like Billy, the main character, um, on the thought process of that and, and how I would be able to keep that from somebody that I loved. But through watching the movie, I, it helped me really understand that it was more based on letting that person live out their full life without that knowledge. Because so more of a help not hurt type of situation. Yeah, like though it's though it's a big lie, it's more of I don't want you to live the next four months of your life in fear and in a hospital bed. I want you to live the next month, like few months of your life unaware of the fact that it's about to end and doing what you want to do through that you know doing what makes you happy and what you want to do in life until you die which is an opportunity that almost everyone except for those with illness get you know when you really think about it yeah I, I can see that but I also feel like I saw the, the cons to that saying she could the, the grandmother really started to see like the hurt in her family members' eyes, not knowing what was really going on, and her family members allowing her grandmother to just, I guess you could say, come up with her own um, conclusions as to what was going on, rather than reopening the situation. Yeah, I can, I could agree to that. I, I can understand where. Or that can be wrong. I think it, it would work better in a perfect world where the emotion kind of wouldn't seep through, but... I also liked... Kinda... I liked how the family kept their composures throughout the movie and tried to make everything seem normal, which, um... which, um... consists in, like, laughter or just going out and doing family events, even just the dinners they had, everything just seemed to flow as if it would and nothing was going on so that that part played a huge role in portraying to me as if they were going to be able to accomplish the mission of not telling their their grandmother or mother that she was not going to live yeah. more than three months as the doctor said oh yeah and they, also with with the wedding um it's a at least a good kind of distractor to use because the emotions do come out and they use the tears of joy as the excuse for crying a lot of the times even though now would you say Lulu Wang um, did a good job or a poor job of um, expressing expressing cliches with I guess you could say like the Chinese culture and the American cultures or would you say yeah I think, I think she did a really good job of kind of avoiding stereotypical um, 
Chinese culture in general, just because seeing through a lot of Asian movies that come out of Hollywood, you see a lot of cliches, you see a lot of stereotypes, and um, I think Lulu Wang did a pretty good job of avoiding a lot of those while still being culturally relevant, you know? I think she did a great job with that, but another thing I wanted to ask you was, would you say guess prior to the movie on just the title was correct on the tone of it or would you say you were wrong about the tone like would you say you um found some humor in the movie or not i would say i found i would say it was a pretty good tonal balance between the two um i I think there was a good a good amount of sorrow just from the base knowledge of knowing that that's what was about to happen um and kind of seeing the emotions of each character having to deal with it but there was a lot of humor ingrained in it as well even if it wasn't always like the lightest humor you know um it was still pretty well balanced when it came down to the the tone of the movie in general i thought um i also thought it was very interesting that it was in mostly mandarin chinese being the hardest language um, for an American to learn or understand, do you think that part was interesting or just um, an interesting choice of language to choose for the movie? I thought it was just interesting to utilize it, I guess, Um, more so you see in, in a lot of Asian movies, you see some dialect but for the most part, you see a lot of Americanized language or, and in that, like you, you see them going through the movie speaking English for the most part, but they're also Americanizing the language itself. And I would say Lulu Wang did an awesome job in creating barriers in languages for um, the farewell. Yeah, you were also able, you, like, you were con- able to connect enough with, you know, the pure dialect of um, Billy in English, you were able to, like, kind of get that language connection. But at the same time, you you know what they're saying because it's all translated. But at the same time, you, you get to see kind of what it truly would have been like. You get more of a raw picture, in my opinion. What's a pretty big comparison of the two movies, would you say? I would say the biggest comparison would probably be just, you know, the traveling for the wedding in general. Um, though in Crazy Rich Asians they're actually a couple traveling for a wedding that's truly happening um, the, the idea of Asian Americans traveling back for weddings for this lavish um, family reunion almost is, is basically what it all kind of comes down to that's kind of the main key part of Crazy Rich Asians as well because to the couple in that movie aren't the ones getting married you know so they're basically going back to reunite with his with Nick's family the main character um and it's kind of that reuniting with your with your family everybody always all coming back together for one event is the the key idea in both and actually Aquafina's in both movies as well she's a supporting role in um Crazy Rich Asians is 
Peeklin, um, who's Rachel's college best friend. He lives in Singapore. Um, so that's another little comparison there. Um, okay, so to cap things off, um, tell me tell me what you thought of the farewell itself. Like, would you, would you watch again? Do you think it was... Uh, Or were your expectations exceeded watching the farewell? I think my expectations were exceeded watching watching it because I kind of I had the summary and I had a, an idea of it in my head, but I definitely expected it to be one of those movies that the, the ending was super sad and the you know it was funny but kind of sad the whole way through. But at the very end, you're just bawling your eyes out in this one. It just kind of ends, you know, you don't really get the... Leaves you, uh... It leaves you hanging, yeah. because, um... Lulu Wang's grandmother didn't actually pass away when the doctors believed that she did, that, that she would have. And so, in writing the movie, she kind of left it open-ended the same way it kind of was when she went through it to begin with. Uh, just really coming back to New York and it you know that's basically what happened to her and so it it, I thought that was very interesting it kind of leaves you with a oh no but at the same time you're kind of like okay good we don't have to she hasn't died you know so it kind of makes me think about the purpose of the family getting to China so um, fast or in a rush I mean was it of just seeing the grandmother or the mother just one more time before anything happens or were they planning on being there while the worst of the worst happened? I believe they were planning on um, simply seeing her one last time. Um, Understood. I know that Billy tries to fight to stay until her grandmother passes away but they eventually don't let her. Um, but I think it's just that idea of everybody getting back together one more time before before what they all know is coming actually happens. But it also kind of leads into that purpose of the entire lie itself. You know, she didn't actually die when they all thought she would. And so did what they did work? In a way. You know, she yeah. didn't sit there in fear I see what you so mean. could that have been the reason that she did not pass away as quickly as they believed she would have even though she was a stage 4 cancer patient so I think I think it all ties back together but other than that is there anything else you want to say um yes I'd like to say I'm very glad ventured out of my comfort zone to take on an amazing uh, Asian American film today. Um, definitely learning more than I thought I would. I want to say thank you for having me on your podcast and I really hope nothing but the best to come forward in your own adventures doing this in the future. Um, Absolutely. I'd love to have you back. And with that, I think we'll be wrapping things up.
today. So thank you all so much for tuning in to Sid Talks. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed episode one. And don't forget to tune in next time for more movie reviews, more book reviews, and maybe even some more Dion. (laughs) 